0: hello everybody and welcome b- back to another episode of the all-out blitz podcast this is February 5th just a couple of days after Super Bowl 54 you got Jeff here and my man Brady back at the helm
1: we are back after the amazing Super Bowl
0: the amazing Super Bowl so let's <clears throat> let's start this out in a good way okay? Chief we didn't... <laughs> <laughs> let's start this out in a good way right? Post-Super Bowl, first episode post-Super Bowl in All Out Blitz podcast history. So let's say, in the fine words of future Hall of Fame head coach, Big Red, Andy Reid. How about them Chiefs (laughs) taking it to the San Francisco 49ers in the last seven minutes? Of Super Bowl 54. Sorry for breaking your eardrums, but let me tell you (laughs) something. This game had everything you can possibly want. It had big hits. It had good quarterback play. Amazing run game. Stout defenses. Amazing coaching for most of the game. On both sides of the football. It was a tight game. Came down to the fourth quarter. Which is what you can always hope for. In almost any football game. Especially the biggest game of them all. The Kansas City Chiefs. Win Super Bowl 54. In typical Kansas City Chiefs fashion. With a final score of 31 to 20. What do you think about that, Brady?
1: Uh, I'm not going to lie. And, like, it was, was like, halftime. It was, like, 10-10. And then, like, third quarter, it was, like, 20 to, like, 14 or (coughs) something. Got a little
0: worrisome. 20 to 10 it was. Oh, okay. 20-10.
1: And then Chiefs score 21 more points, and the 49ers score nothing.
0: (laughs) Yeah, I mean, the game started out. All right? 49ers get the ball. The kick field goal, 3-0. All right? Kansas City gets... I mean, there's some... Three and outs and that kind of stuff. Slow start, right? Yeah. Then it's 3-0 in San Francisco. The Chiefs get the ball at one point. They drive down, and Patty Mahomes takes it in himself to go 7-3. They get an opportunity to kick a field goal. It's 10-3. Then the Niners score, and it's 10-10 with a couple of minutes to go. Patrick. Little Froggy hopped into the end zone. So. <laughs> he sure did. He played Frogger, and he outsmarted all those cars coming after him. <clears throat> um, if you guys have been listening to you know a lot of the sports news since the Super Bowl, even after halftime at the game, they're talking about the questionable um, timing of of Kyle Shanahan and his crew um not calling timeouts not doing very very well with time management during the end of that that first half um and we were both confused because like
1: whenever the chiefs were playing the time like kept going
0: yeah it was awkward um even you know running out of bounds going out of bounds typically the clock stops right but there's must be something in there based on the timing that uh either, either way anyway uh, but no, the first half was amazing football, right? You go into halftime, 10, 10, you coming out. It's practically a clean game all over again. But the end of the first half, the 49ers did have questionable time management with not calling a timeout, uh, Shanahan with his offense, really starting to roll that, that ground game was going really early. Um, which is exactly what they needed to win this football game. Um, <clears throat> and it had him in the prime position to win at the end of that first half, They really were, they were calm, but they were a little too calm. Uh, They did not use timeouts. They did not push the ball down and try to get extra points at the end of the first half. They took a shot uh, to George Kittle down the sideline, offense pass interference, which was a clean call, clean call. People are comparing it to that Kyle Rudolph call, and then they played the Saints, and you know what, It's, it's very similar, but the only difference there is There was contact in that Vikings game from both sides, so they didn't call it. This time, it was strictly from Kittle. Very, very clear to see it was pass interference with a push-off. Called it back. That kind of shut down that drive. Um, Coming out in the second half, 10-10, right? Mm -hmm. You got the Niners with a lot of things going their way.
1: They scored 10 points.
0: You got Pat Mahomes through two interceptions. Which he hasn't thrown any this postseason. Very rarely makes mistakes through two interceptions. Pat Mahomes, folks, did not play a good game for three and a half quarters. It was not Pat Mahomes-esque, if you will. Fourth quarter was was definitely him. Bad throws, not very accurate, a lot of checkdowns, no big plays coming really from either side. Um, for most of the game, and about seven minutes left, 20-10, to 10, Niners, me as a Falcons fan, there was a point where Mahomes threw an inter- uh, his second interception, and I thought for sure that that, that was going to, I, I clearly thought, well, Kyle Shanahan can't make the same mistake twice, can he? He's not going to blow another fourth quarter Super Bowl lead, That had to be it, and I was, honestly, I was feeling kind of down, because, you know, I wanted the Chiefs to win, and uh, I wanted Shanahan to lose, just for a little Falcons redemption, but I I honestly felt in my gut that that was it, and then 7 minutes left, Pat Mahomes comes on, 3rd and 15, and he takes the shot of all shots, for a deep pass to Tyree Hill. That was nice. And immediately changed the outcome of that game.
1: And then that 38-yard run touchdown, I'm pretty sure it was Damian Williams. That was to seal it. Oh, okay.
0: That was to seal the game. But that, that first Pat Mahomes throw set up a score to Travis Kelsey. 20-17. to 17, Right? You didn't drop <laughs> any at all, actually. And, You're right. He didn't didn't drop the first one like he always does. No, he was pretty. He was solid. Travis Kelsey had had a really good game. Um, but amazingly enough, all of a sudden in that fourth quarter, it wasn't just Pat Mahomes that showed up. It was the Chiefs' defense that showed up. When they when it was twenty to seventeen, the Chiefs kicked off. Niners got it about the twenty. A couple of good plays here and there, 10, 15 yards. They were close to midfield. And all of a sudden, that Chiefs defense turned up the heat. They put pressure on Mahomes. They hit him good and immediately punt, right? And you figure 20-17, to about four minutes left, four or five minutes, right? Pat Mahomes, this is your time, young man. Take your team to the promised land. Disneyland. And he did. He did. He drove him down the field. Beautiful little setup pass to Sammy Watkins. Damian Williams with his first touchdown of the game.
1: 38 yards.
0: Not 30, that one. 30, 30. Oh. Not that one. This was this was a contested run. Think people were thinking he stepped out of bounds before the ball broke the plane. They spent quite a time, quite a bit of time reviewing that one. Chiefs go up 24 to 20. Do you remember what I said to you when we were watching that? It was 24-20 with about three minutes to go. Do you remember what I said at that point?
1: No.
0: I still wasn't comfortable. I said, that's too much time on the clock. Oh. Because that Chiefs defense, while it was good in that one previous series, the whole rest of the game. The Niners were just running at will, running at will, running at will.
1: We all said we both said it also would have been pretty funny if the score ended 28-3.
0: Yeah, well, it didn't turn out that way. No. <laughs> but <clears throat> the defense on the next series, they knocked a snot out of Jimmy Garoppolo. They And then it was, what was it, third? I think it was like a third and 15. Garoppolo took a shot. To Emmanuel Sanders, that would have, I mean, if he didn't score on that, it would have been really, really close. Incomplete. Overthrew him by about 10 yards. Fourth down came up. They got to go for it. About two minutes left. And, once again, they knocked a snot out of Garoppolo. (laughs) It was a pretty amazing play. Turned over, Chiefs ball. Now, here's where it comes into play. All they got to do is run out the clock, right? Mm-hmm. Now, everybody, keep this in mind. The Chiefs, the Niners, had all three timeouts. So, of course, San Francisco's going to use that. All they had to do is run out the clock. Get a couple, you know, three-yard run here. Then all of a sudden, there's a handoff. And Sherman, the fullback, says to Damian Williams, follow me, young blood, I got you. All of a sudden, they break out to the left and Damien Williams lets everybody in his wake for a 38-yard touchdown that seals the game, puts the Chiefs up 31-20. San Francisco gets the ball back again. That defense pummels him again. The Chiefs get the ball still again in that fourth quarter. They kneel it out. And they give Big Red, Andy Reid, that final dot to his Hall of Fame career resume. Because
1: he lost with the Eagles in the Super Bowl, but didn't win Lost it.
0: Lost it. Super Bowl 54 champs, folks. The Kansas City chefs.
1: And I told you. It's kind of funny how they won Super Bowl 4, and all they won, like, 50 years later, they win another one.
0: That's right. 50 years in between winning world titles it's an amazing game folks the 49ers came out they knew who they were they knew what their game plan was they began the they began the game running it off there were some plays Tevin Coleman was back which I was excited to see my former Falcon man came back from that dislocated shoulder injury in the AFC championship game had a couple of good runs no Matt Burita did not see him Raheem Mostert got the majority of the carries I assume that was because Tevin Coleman had a little injury bug going on. They didn't want any kind of mistakes. But that's all right. Running the game, they had their reverse game going. They had the RPA the RPO game going. They're moving the ball pretty well. Alright? Defense the Chiefs did defense did a pretty good job in the first half, but it wasn't it wasn't solid enough. All right. um, Chiefs for first, first half just looked sloppy. Mahomes had really bad throws, not very accurate, throwing them in the dirt, throwing them over people's heads. Um it was a crazy start to a game.
1: The one interception I did not like that like bounced off of like Tyreek's arm. Oh, that was rough. That was close to, I thought that was down.
0: No, that was rough. That was that was an amazing play by the defense. Uh quick bullet pass came off of uh Tyreek's hands. It was thrown once again inaccurate, right? It was the, like right Mahomes threw it behind him. He reached back Hit his arm, tipped it up. Defense came in and swooped it right before it hit the ground. It was an amazing play by Niner's defense. Pretty sure
1: hit hit like, another guy like, on the arm, and then he was able to just like... <coughs> yeah, they collided.
0: That was pretty interesting. But Shanahan and uh, you know Mr. Clean there on defense had a pretty good game plan going in. They had an amazing game plan going in, to be honest with you. They played a really good game. And no matter how much... <clears throat> I talked about Jimmy Garoppolo getting the snot knocked out of him. He played a good, solid football game as a quarterback. First time actually playing in a Super Bowl like that. Typically, he's used to sitting on a bench behind Brady up there in New England. But he came in, man, and I mean, he did exactly what he needed to do. The whole thing behind it, though, is that when they needed that clutch play, he didn't come through. It happens. It happens to the greats. He played a very, very solid game. this loss is not on Jimmy Garoppolo. This loss is on... The entire team. Coaching staff, especially. <clears throat> and you also think, San Francisco's got like a top two defense in the NFL. When you're, It doesn't matter how good you are. Those other 16 games. Or in the playoffs so far. The biggest stage of them all. They need to stop Patrick Mahomes in that offense in the fourth quarter. And they had no chance against that offense. They could not come up with a stop. That's a big issue on that defense right now. But they—it was—it was an amazing Super Bowl. Really, really great. A great time here, just kind of hanging out, watching the game. I was sweating. Um,
1: <laughs> you were gonna
0: cry. <laughs> uh, towards the end, I could have. Oh my gosh, because you—you could see the emotion. You were nervous. Well, I was nervous, right? But there you can go. see the emotion in these players' eyes, and you can, you know, they, they had sideline shots of Garoppolo and Kittle, and they were jumping around, and their eyes were bright when when uh, the Kansas City offense was on the field, and they, were, they you could still kind of see it in their eyes that, you know, we're going to pull this off. And then Mahomes goes and scores.
1: Nope.
0: <laughs> and then all of a sudden, you see it shift. You, so you saw, the, I mean, you could feel the entire... All the energy in that game shift over to the Kansas city chiefs and there was nothing standing in their way. And then you see the Kansas city sideline after that shift and you can see all of the players huddling around Andy Reid. And I said to Brady, I'm like, this may be the first time that I shed tears of joy at the end of a super bowl. I've shed many at the end of the super bowl three years ago today when the Atlanta Falcons lost a fourth quarter lead against the New England they were, Patriots. They weren't happy
1: tears though.
0: Those were tears of
1: sadness and despair.
0: Sadness, despair, exhaustion, frustration, anger, anger and anything else that's negative in the world. Okay? <laughs> but I was I was watching this and you could just see it was just amazing to see that that the team mentality come around from the players To fully understanding and appreciating the coaching staff and what they've done and what they've been through in their own careers, Um, the Kansas City Chiefs had their they got home uh, with the Lombardi. They had their parade today
1: at home with Mahomes.
0: And every time a player came up to speak, they said this one was for Andy. Everything was around Andy Reid. No matter if it was Brett Veach, the GM, if it was Clark Hunt, if it was the rest of the Hunt family, if it was anybody. It was all about getting Andy Reed that bullet point on his resume to be a sure Hall of Famer when in most people's books he already was. But it was it was just really great to see them kind of all huddle around him and and kind of do that for him. It was just, it was just really really cool to see from like myself watching football my entire life. You don't see that very often. Um great post game interview from Eric B um, it's it's astounding. It's it's I, I, I don't even understand how he is not someone's head coach right now. He went for interviews before the Super Bowl, before the AFC Championship game with different teams. Came out with nothing.
1: Maybe go with Bengals.
0: Those teams are all stupid. I I None of them. Any team that needed a head coach, and you passed on Eric Bieniemy, immediately set yourself up for failure, in my book. I don't know how you do not hire that man to be a leader of men in the locker room. We're fine. All I have to say is if the Falcons do not have a good season coming up this, and I don't want to talk about the Falcons. It's all about the Chiefs right now. If the Falcons do not have a good year this year and Dan Quinn goes bye-bye. I'm a big fan of Dan Quinn, by the way. I love Dan Quinn. I love what he's about. I love what he does with the team and the locker everything. They need to sell the farm to get Eric Bieniemy as their head coach. I don't care what they have to do. Eric bieniemy has got to go to that team. I would take him over just about anybody right now to lead my team going forward. Even be. Anybody. <laughs> I don't care who it is. That dude deserves a shot more than any human being on the face of this planet. Anybody. Don't give me that face. Anybody. I don't care who it is. They just, who was it, Panthers just brought in Matt Rule from Baylor? No. <laughs> He's like a peewee coach, in my opinion, <laughs> compared to what Eric Bieniemy is as a coach. If the Chiefs were smart... They
1: we should get Ron.
0: If the Chiefs were smart... Riverboat Ron's in a good place in D.C. But I agree, I like Ron. What the Chiefs should do, if they're smart right now, is form some sort of contract with Eric Bieniemy. As the predecessor to Andy Reid, kind of like what everybody thinks is going on in New England with Josh McDaniels and Belichick, where if Belichick goes, McDaniels is just your team. They got to get that in writing with a lot of money to Eric Bieniemy, and says as soon as Andy Reid retires, you are immediately the head coach. No ifs, ands, or buts about it. And I, maybe they will do that. I don't know, but they should. If they were smart, they would lock him up for as long as possibly as they possibly can. Andy Reid's not going to coach forever. No. <laughs> um, but either way, amazing coaching from all sides, from on the Chiefs, from Andy Reid to be to Spags, pulling that defense together when it really mattered most.
1: You know what I bet it might happen? What? Is that, remember whenever we went to go see the uh, Hall of Fame in mm-hmm. uh, Canton? Yep. They Remember seeing, like, uh, whenever we won Super Bowl, they had, like, Pete Carroll's, um, like, vest there? Oh, they had, like, his hoodie and stuff. Yeah, they might do that for uh, Andy Williams. Oh,
0: they could put one of his Hawaiian shirts in there (laughs) in a nice glass case (laughs) with big red on it, like the Kool-Aid man. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Great game, folks. I hope you guys enjoyed the Super Bowl.
1: Patrick
0: Mahomes' jersey. (laughs) Patrick Mahomes' jersey is going to be in. His cleats will be in. His pants will be in there everything will be, put a headband in there. Yeah. Um, (laughs) yeah, with a little fluffy wig. Uh, Pat, speaking of Pat Mahomes, Super Bowl 54, M (laughs) V P MVP is Super Bowl 54, Patrick Mahomes. I agree. He deserves a lot of claps and a lot of (laughs) woohoos. Now there's a controversy around this because he did not play a very good game. Until it was about seven minutes late. Oh, wait, let me rephrase that. He didn't play a very good game until it mattered most. Period. And then he came through as clutch as they come. <clears throat> a lot of people are pegging that Damian Williams should have been because, you know, he ran for over 100 yards yeah. on that on that Niners defense. He also had two touchdowns, including the the go-ahead lead, the go-ahead touchdown, and also the sealer. of was a 38-yarder to put him up 31-20. So people are saying, oh, Damian Williams should have been a Super Bowl what MVP. What did you say?
1: I think it was on the offense that you said. It was a fuller, I'm pretty sure.
0: Oh, no, defense. I said it should have been, uh, they should really give out, by the way. I'm going to interrupt here for a second. They really need to give an offensive and a defensive MVP because it can go a couple of ways here in this game. Now, I'm a big fan and advocate for Ty, for Tyron Matthew. It's probably my favorite non-Falcon football player in the NFL. Now, he had an amazing game. He didn't have any interceptions, no crazy hits, nothing like that. But every single open field tackle he can make to stop them, he did. When there's a goal line run, he was on that goal line. He was tackling people. It was crazy. But I said the defensive MVP should have went to Kendall Fuller. That's what In the fourth quarter, <clears throat> there was a huge, uh, sh- there was a short slant. That I think was pegged for 84. I forget his name. Uh, but it was pegged for 84. He comes out of nowhere and, and read that perfectly. Knocked it out. Incomplete.
1: Hit it like right on the sand.
0: Um, amazing, amazing play. And then at the end of the game, of course, the ceiling interception that got them the ball back to just take the knee and finish out the game. He went like above the clouds to get that thing. Yeah. That wide receiver jumped, I think as high as he could, and he was about half a body ahead of uh on top of him getting that just pulling that ball out of that guy's hands. Um amazing amazing defensive play all game really by Kendall Fuller. I mean I, when you I, the, the stat was uh the entire Super Bowl when they tried to throw it towards him, I think it was like a like a 3% or something like that, which is the highest out of any defender in the entire game. So he definitely deserves something for that performance on the biggest stage there is. Um, Chris Jones came up when they needed him to, whether it was batting down passes. He did two drives, two drives, right, um, two simultaneous drives, knocking down passes at the line of scrimmage with his hands, um, putting pressure on the quarterback. Nick Bosa did okay. Nick Bosa had, for that rookie, dude, he's got, oh, he has such an amazing career ahead of him. Uh, from the Niners, that rookie defensive end. uh, Defensive Rookie of the Year, Nick Bosa, we should say, with NFL honors the night before the Super Bowl there. Um, He's got an amazing career ahead of him. That dude has, he is a motor that never stops. He's always in the right place. Um, He was putting, alone, he was putting so much pressure on Mahomes the entire game. Caused a fumble that Mahomes ended up getting back um, by smacking it out of his hands, on kind of on the, coming from the backside. Um
1: Got a fumble on um, Jimmy as well.
0: Yeah, I mean, it, it was an amazing football game. Defense showed up. Offense showed up. Special teams did their thing. Um, man, that was just a good football game. And it was nice to finally get the outcome I wanted. <laughs> I'm not used to that. I one
1: of our mom's not in the room either.
0: Yeah, it was interesting. We were Brady and I were in there watching a game, and my wife came in, and she started doing bad all of a sudden she walked out for a bit and they started doing good 30 yard touchdown and she's like oh maybe I'll leave again she wanted to do something let the dogs out or put the other two kids to bed or something and uh, when she left the room they started doing good again when she came back in to sit down they were doing bad and uh, she decided you know what I'm just gonna leave till the end and uh, because we had a whole house here rooting for the Chiefs and um,
1: actually Xander was rooting for the
0: 49ers Eh, he doesn't know what he's doing, <laughs> um, but uh, yeah. And then the Chiefs win, and it was it was just a great time. And um, yeah, it was an amazing football game. It was a great way to end the twenty nineteen NFL season, season one hundred of, of the National Football League.
1: And you said actually before you said it might have it was going to be like a blowout, and I said it was going to be close.
0: Yeah, it was funny. My. It was uh, in
1: between. <laughs>
0: i uh I forget what I said it was
1: like thirty something I, yeah, I
0: well a, 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 in, I know in the last episode I said it was I think it was gonna be a blowout it was not a blowout okay um
1: I said it was gonna be close
0: I remember though because it was it was towards the end of the game uh and my brother he had texted me or sent me a message and he said oh I'm taking it Niners by three and I said uh-uh chiefs by fifteen. And then he texted me towards the end of the game. He's like, well, Chiefs might win, but it ain't going to be anywhere near 15. (laughs) About two minutes later, Damian Williams shoves off for a 38-yarder that puts him up by 11. I texted him back. I said, close enough? (laughs) 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 Um, No, it was. That was, oh, man, it was such a good game. Such a good game. You want to take a second and talk about honors a little bit? Sure. Alright. So we had uh like I said before, defensive player of the year. I wanna say
1: one thing. Nick Bosa. Before, uh, so I'm I... already there. I'm already <laughs> there. now go ahead. I was say, um I saw one award that I was looking at today. And it said that the comeback uh comeback player Yeah oh uh, was uh Ryan Tannehill.
0: Ryan Tannehill. Comeback Player of the Year because
1: he was horrible with Miami and then <laughs> took the Titans to the playoffs
0: to the AFC Championship game. Yeah, that was impressive. He
1: made in the playoffs.
0: Yeah, <laughs> Ryan Tannehill gets Comeback Player of the Year. Uh, Lamar Jackson gets League get MVP. League MVP. <laughs> we get a dancing the one. The Seahawks got the Selly Award for their uh, choreographed in sync bye 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 touchdown dance celebration. Woo. Um... Offensive rookie of the year. This was a problem. Kyler Murray. And nothing against that little guy. All right. He's I cool. I like I'm a fan of Kyler Murray. I think he'll do okay things in the in the in this uh league. But let's be honest, people. Josh Jacobs from the Raiders. Did that dude heard? was offensive rookie of the year. Period. By far. Period. Was it by far? <laughs> I think it should if, if there was an order of offensive rookies of the year, it should have been Josh Jacobs, way above everybody else. A.J. Brown, receiver from the Titans, and then maybe Kyler Murray. I don't know how these voters did this, or that just the fact that they felt they needed to put a quarterback in there just blows my mind. Absolutely Lamar, blows my Lamar
1: mind. Lamar Jackson got the MVP award. Well, Lamar
0: Jackson had a, a nice little acceptance in of his personal, MVP award. In
1: your um, personal opinion, do you think um, Russell Wilson could have been second for that?
0: I do. I do. I think with uh, the way that he played this year, where he took his team literally by himself practically, um, he was definitely in that conversation. He was in that conversation too before the Ravens just like burst out of the doors at people too, though.
1: Yeah. Um, I say, before, so Russell
0: and Lamar, I think, were, were top two.
1: Yeah, I think if the Ravens didn't do good, or like if Lamar didn't do good, Russell probably would have been MVP.
0: You know, it's hard to say. It's hard to say because, you know, towards the end of the year, uh, you know, the NFL is really like a what have you done for me lately kind of league. So um, it, it really could have been a whole slew of people just having really good years there. But I, I do. I think Russell was probably the next choice. He would have been in my book. I mean, Lamar Jackson definitely deserved league MVP. But like I said in, pre- in previous episodes, I think they should have given him a whole different award. Um, like most dynamic player in NFL history award,
1: Best player. um,
0: instead of, instead of just league MVP. Tyler
1: Lockett should have gotten an award at least for something, because if you can make a catch by bending your back like that,
0: <laughs> you should get something. Well, he probably got player of the week back then.
1: He had a broken back is what he got.
0: Yeah. He probably got player of the week back when he made that catch. But, yeah. uh, no, I mean the, the honors thing is always cool. Uh, big man Calais Campbell got Walter Payton Man of the Year. Man, is that an honor right there.
1: Luke Kuechly retired.
0: That's yep. sad. To get uh, to get the Walter Payton Man of the Year award. That's a huge, huge honor. Calais Campbell who got the, definitely um, deserves that.
1: Who got the Steve Larger award?
0: I don't, does he have an award? I'm pretty sure he does. I don't think he does. I think he does. That's only on the Seahawks team. That has nothing to do with the league, man. Yeah, I
1: know. Who got that? Then? I don't know.
0: Who cares? <laughs> um... No, it was it was a good night. We I didn't really watch it to be honest with you. Um, yeah. I, I had plans been. to until I realized that you know, about two hours before the show started, everybody leaked everything anyway. So there was really no point to watching it. Uh. Um, all the awards were leaked. Everybody knew before they even hit the carpet who won, and they were all acting like they had no clue. Um, so that was interesting. Um, but no, it was it was cool. They all probably just didn't look at them. <laughs> I don't know what that it was. It was awkward because like I knew. Like, I, I, watched the, I watched kind of the pre-show kind of stuff where they were walking the red carpet and doing their fancy thing. And it was all over the internet, all over Twitter, everywhere else about who the winners were. And they were already released, even officially from the NFL. And then on the red carpet, they're asking, like, oh, what do you think your chances are? And they were, everybody was acting like nobody knew when it was clearly out in the wild by the NFL who the winners were.
1: Alright, so I want to talk about something now that was before the Super Bowl, and it was um, actually, like, a really good commercial that we watched. It was with, like, all the little kids and stuff.
0: Oh, the the pregame, right before the, the, yeah. the coin toss commercial.
1: Yeah.
0: Yeah. That was cool. Talk about it.
1: That was cool. So, we had, like, I remember a few people. There was Aaron Donald, Nick Bosa someone from the chargers and the jags um there was like a few like old people that you knew were in it
0: yeah from the uh what was that it was the was it the nfl 100 team some of those guys
1: uh, probably
0: i think it was they had those 100 jackets on i think
1: oh yeah i think so
0: yeah great commercial to start the to start the whole the whole time off um, it started out, well, let's say it, it started out with a commercial, I guess we yeah. could say, uh, of a kid getting a kick. And, uh, it was like the longest kick return ever going through different towns and different areas, people, other kids following them and all kinds of fun stuff. And, the, uh,
1: who's the statue? They showed like a statue of someone. Who would. is this? Sta-
0: oh, good call, man. <laughs> they paid an amazing tribute in that commercial to the late, great Pat Tillman. Oh, American nice. hero. Um, he did a great statue of Pat Tillman. That kid stopped, paid his respect to good old Pat, and then moved on. That was amazing. Oh, that was that could have had somebody in tears too. That um, was amazing. And then all of a sudden, the kid shows up.
1: Like a work site.
0: Yeah, I mean he was all over the place, that, and yeah. Donald and Bosa move like big machinery out of the way for him to run through. <laughs> And then a kid shows up at the stadium and then before you know it, they cut from the commercial to the live game, and the kid with the ball and all the kids that were with them come running out of the tunnel onto the field. Like they turned the and commercial like, into live TV.
1: And they still like just like standing around like the NFL logo, like on the center of the side. Oh, it was
0: amazing. It was such a great way to kick off that game.
1: Yeah, I I really liked it. it that was cool.
0: that was a super cool way to start everything out.
1: And I actually told you, I'm pretty sure that's what they were asking for, like, 32 kids for. He did, yeah. I'm pretty sure that's what that was for.
0: Yep. Yeah, they had one kid wearing uh, a jersey from every team. So, it was just, it was a super cool way to start that off.
1: I didn't see a Seattle or Atlanta one.
0: It was too hard to to tell. I was going to say, we'll have to watch it again. I wasn't even paying attention that I was watching how cool the commercial was. I'm
1: pretty sure the main kid wasn't wearing anything. I'm pretty sure he was wearing, like, a sweatshirt and shorts. Yeah,
0: he wasn't wearing a jersey or anything. The kids
1: behind him were wearing, like, all different kinds of jerseys. Yeah.
0: Uh, it was an amazing football game. I hope I saw everybody. I I know that. I saw Chargers. I hope everybody enjoyed the Super Bowl and uh, the kind of finish there to the 2019 NFL season that we all would have hoped and expected. Um, you know, coming into it, you always hope for a good game to finish it off, and then we move into the off season. A uh, couple of retirements. Uh, Luke Kuechly, like Brady mentioned before.
1: That's.
0: Uh, Vernon Davis, a great tight end uh, in NFL history, retired um they're gonna have some a couple more coaching changes here and there um Atlanta Falcons just mentioned that they're not going to pursue bring Vic Beasley back which I think was fully expected by most fans uh and then we're gonna have some other movement people letting letting players go looking at signing future deals uh we'll talk about that coming up in the offseason episodes but looking forward to the offseason as well get a little downtime from from the games which is is kind of good and bad in my opinion i love watching the game so i'm sure we'll continue watching plays and different games and times of games back but um looking forward to the next season already
1: i just want to watch a commercial again.
0: and uh if if you need a football fix don't forget people the xfl starts on saturday so get I'm, not, some, I'm not
1: looking forward to it
0: uh, if you need a football fix you will <laughs> I'll I'll definitely watch some of it. It'll be interesting to yeah, see you if it, like, see how it comes back. I'm pretty were very excited, excited about it.
1: Whenever done, like, the first commercial, and yeah, like,
0: I'm pretty like, excited yeah. about it. I remember the old one season that they had, um that was a flop, but I, I think this is gonna be a lot more aligned with professional football uh than Cookie what the old XFL was. So I'm looking forward to it. I'll watch some of it. Uh try to catch it when I can. But that starts this Saturday, if you need that fix. And uh, they're replaying the Super Bowl here a couple of times already. I was able to watch the fourth quarter the other night again just for some fun. Um
1: watch the Pats destroy the fourth, the Niners.
0: <laughs> yeah. Um yeah, it was it was it was good stuff. So let's uh we'll keep it going here in the off season. Hope
1: you enjoyed it.
0: Yeah, hope you enjoyed the, the Super Bowl like we did. Uh for Niners fans out there. Uh Actually, let's end on a happy note.
1: I just realized this is our ninth episode that we've done.
0: Yeah. Let's end on a let's end on a good note, all right. Niners fans. Sorry. While I personally was Big happy Shanahan. to see you lose was <laughs> mainly game. because of your coach blowing a fourth quarter Super Bowl lead again. So I'm kinda hoping you guys took the jinx off of the Falcons and we can come back stronger than ever. But let's put it this way you got a really good team. Oh you got a really good team. You got a good coaching staff. Kyle Shanahan is a mastermind. He is an offensive genius. Um, and this is not smart remarks. This is the truth. They, you got a really great young team. You're going to be right back in the mix next year. Um, you know, just keep following your team. Keep following and keep supporting the Niners, Chiefs. Go back and do it again. Um, just give us that, that exciting football week to week. Um, yeah, let's just let's finish it off there. What do you think? Sound good? Yeah. Right. I think
1: it'd be kind of cool to have the Niners and the Falcons in the Super Bowl uh, next year.
0: Well, they're both NFC. Oh, I would like true. to see them play in the NFC Championship. That'd see cool. who goes to the Super Bowl. Let's do that. Falcons. Yeah. Yeah. But on that note, let's finish off the post-Super Bowl episode.
1: Episode? Nine.
0: <laughs> 2019 season's in the books, people. Woo! We'll come back in a week or so with another episode and then we'll start doing more and more here out, talking about postseason, offseason. We'll get into dra- some draft talk. Um, it's been a great episode. Hopefully you guys enjoyed it. Let's finish it off the way that Andy Reid knows how to finish it off. A little different this time. Oh, gosh. Way to go. Cheese!